0: Every journey begins with a question. Our journey begins with this one. How can we lead to make the world better? Here we explore that question through journeys of great success and accomplishment, confronting challenges and overcoming obstacles with leaders from around the globe whose experience covers a vastly diverse range of background, sector, role and expertise. One common thread unites them all they are all leaders striving to make the world better. They are all Better World Leaders. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to or welcome back to the Better World Leaders podcast and to this intermittent episode as a brief pause in our guest discussions and a reflection, a review of the emergent themes that have come forth from our third season so far. What I'd like to do today is, having welcomed you, and acknowledge the country upon which I stand, showing as much real deep, empathetic sympathy and sincere respect for elders past, present and emerging, and I hope that you can join me in that acknowledgement for First Nations peoples wherever you stand. What I'd like to do today is really just reflect briefly on the five fabulous, diverse, generous guests that have joined us over these last five episodes in season three, and then to spend a couple of segments exploring three emergent themes. And then if I may, and if you permit me with your attention, just share a little bit about what's coming next and what's coming soon at Better World Leaders. So... The five guests, and what a diverse, merry, and fascinating bunch they've been. I mean, where else can you find, in shared space, the founder of an underwear company, a mental health tech platform founder, uh, the GM of an indigenous land conservation and farming enterprise, a plant intelligence researcher and a leadership expert, entrepreneur and female tech startup founder. Where else but better world leaders, of course, because all of these fine people are doing exactly everything that they can to help make our world better. So these have been Brennan Lowe, Ronan McDonnell, Chris Andrew, Tigria Gardenia and Melina Lipkowitz. And what I at least have discovered in exploring these dialogues and reviewing these conversations is three emergent themes of contribute or making a contribution to the greater good, connection, and discomfort. And what I'd like to explore with you now in a little bit of reflective detail is each of those themes, what each of the guests have brought to us and shared with us in each of those areas, and hopefully some reflections about how you as leaders aspiring and inspiring to make the world better, you can lean further into that intention by practicing each of these emergent themes. So the first of these themes I like to explore is this notion of contributing to the greater good. And I think it's fair to say that really, this is something innate, I would say in all of us, but certainly in those of us that choose to lead and to lead in this great journey of leading to make the world better. But from these last five episodes, five conversations, there's been a number of really salient moments that have resonated with me as I've reviewed them. And I'd just like to extract and draw some content. Uh, some, some concentration on now. So first of all, from, from Ronan and, and Ronan's, well, mission really is, is, is one of enabling collective actions. I mean, in his mission and Cred's mission is to, you know, enable people to live purposefully every day. Um, But really everything that he does, everything that his platform does is all about sort of lifting and engaging the gears of collective action through connection, which is one of the other emergent themes that we'll come to. And one of the ways that Ronan's doing this, and certainly I can reflect on this personally in the interactions that he and I are having, you know, as collaborating business people, is around looking for, seeking out, and engaging with partners that will amplify impact. And if you want to make a contribution, and if that contribution is to the greater good, then it really is all about amplification and arguably acceleration. And partnerships, partnering, that is really just such an optimal mode in which to do that and to aggregate and compound that contribution to a greater good. That in that sort of lockstep, the two of you as partners or three or four or 500, however many it could be, that is actually the way to aggregate and push and pull at the same time to compound for more collective action, more connected, greater good. And this, this, this brought me to, to reflect on a, on a comment that Brendan Lowe made in the first episode of this season, which was around greater good actually benefiting us, and the inference there was us at the individual level. I think this is a really interesting, contentious, maybe certainly inducing some tension, you know, in certain people that there's this binary sort of presumption that a lot of people I think are holding that, you know, acting in a collective good is in some way a move towards scarcity, that if I act in the collective good, I have to take from me and give to you and in actual fact that's not how it works it may feel like that in the immediacy but over time and certainly if you can really surround yourself with enough people and partners and entities and institutions and structures and so on and so on that all think believe act and are being in this way everybody actually gets more everything actually gets better another one of Brendan's comments was around listing the baseline and this is actually what happens we see this again and again in the research we see it again and again in examples such as the blue zones you know where people live longer than other people how there's a lot of collective good there's a lot of connected intention and then this was really hammered home in the episode which preceded this one with million liquids which, yes, was a conversation about purpose, but really to us, to Merlina and I, and to many, many, many people that look at how can we make the world better, purpose and purposefulness is about greater, greater than you, greater than self, contribution that outlasts me, you, the pair of us. And there was really a, a, a kind of a... A cacophony of comments from Mel that really just sort of went bam, 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 and, and and really nailed this point. So that for her, purpose starts with a heightened need to contribute outside of yourself. There's actually this sort of internal rumbling, to use her her language, this 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 internal you know sort of draw to do and be more and to contribute beyond. And then this fantastic question that, that that Mel posed rhetorically at the time, but imagine the domino effect of everyone being more purposeful. And I just that pause is intentional. <laughs> just, uh, just rest with that for a moment. Just imagine the domino effect of everyone, even slightly being more purposeful. Imagine what that might catalyse. Imagine what that might induce. Imagine what that might inspire. Just this purposefulness, next purposefulness, next purpose. And when when I've when I visualise this, I think about this domino effect, where the dominoes are not all of a consistent form. Some of them are small. Some of them are, you know, sort of non-rectangular they get progressively larger and and there's, there's this compounding forceful wave just keeps growing so that at the end of it might be this enormous boulder but those little pebbles that begin the domino effect well they can they can move mountains or boulders in this analogy and finally a statement or, or really more of a provocation i think from from mel which is be ready to, to make a difference, not just to live, but to make a contribution. And again, just, just rest with that for a minute. Or rather, don't rest with that. Do something with that. Be provoked by that. By not just living, by making a contribution. And in particular, to be ready to do so. So that's my summation of this What for me has been an emergent theme in this season about transformation and beginning it and what is it and what is it that that we do when we're transforming and leading others to transform, contribution to a greater good, that is one of the eminent themes. See you shortly for the next one. So the second of the emergent themes for me is connection. And really, so sort of two spheres of connection, connection with self, connection with others. And there's many, many tiers to others. We in a leadership model that we developed SUI, talk about self followed by others, organizations and everything else, just as a simplistic way of tiering the sort of phases of, 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 of influence. So right now, we're just talking really about self and then others really being, I think, for the most part, anyone within those outer spheres. But just to just to focus on self for a minute. And this, I know, because I have had the conversations with the, the next people already, that this is going to be a prominent theme throughout. And it's just going to recur over and over and over. And perhaps that shouldn't be surprising. You know, we're living in the COVID era and connection with each other has become extremely obvious in its presence or its absence. Connection with self perhaps is is more subtle, but maybe in the calm and the quiet amongst the strife of the last, where are we now, 15, maybe 18 months, depending on where in the world you are and how long you've been grappling with this thing. But maybe connection with self has become more prominent for some. Maybe even it's, it's there's a level of self-awareness for many. But again, this came up right up front. Brendan Lowe, episode one, where he was talking about self leadership. And really, that's where you've got to begin. And I, we agree with that 100%. And again, for Brendan, that's really all about what's most important and really sort of spending the time and doing the work and understanding yourself to be able to answer that question extremely sincerely. I mean, I really love the – and what I'm going to follow on now with is this, this notion that Ronan advocates for, which is remember to remember, which for him in the mental health spells space is remember to remember to look after yourself. But I think uh, that's absolutely uh, true and, and, and universally applicable from a mental health perspective. But I'll think, I also think if, 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 if you just say remember to remember yourself – I think that's a really important one and not from the narcissistic self-interested perspective but just remember to remember you yourself you're here be where your feet are know that you're here as part of this system yeah remember where you are in relation to Everything that's in the room, the space, the team that you're in, the organization you serve, the people you serve, beyond your organization, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Remember to remember your role. Remember to remember what's yours to do. Really like this cascade of kind of provocations and, and, and self-inquiry that can come from this idea of remember to remember yourself. And then another fabulous contemplation around self from Ronan. This question from him around what do you need to give up now to gain in the long term. And the long term doesn't have to be forever away, doesn't have to be end of life, and it doesn't have to be an enormous sacrifice. You don't have to give up home and you know all wealth, but but there may be might need to be some shift that does take you away from something in order to move towards Something maybe truer, something more purposeful, and maybe something that will be fulfilling, actualizing, sustaining, all of those things, but needs time, needs energy, needs effort to attain or even to just pursue. So, what are you? So, then another inquiry what are you willing to give up in order to pursue those things? And even maybe if all you need to give up is comfort or a degree of comfort and hold that connection with discomfort for a little while, which we talked about with Adam Fraser, how comfortable can you be sitting with discomfort? And maybe if if that's all you need to give up is a little bit of comfort to spend a bit more time in discomfort, well, what might that be worth and what might that gain give you further down the line? And this the one the one final thing I'd like to mention in, in, in this context now around self, again from Ronan, is I think a, a really important mode of connecting with self. And it's around being kind to yourself. And in Ronan Ronan's very eloquent uh, lilt um the specific thing I'm just referring to my notes here, be kind enough to recognize that you're perfectly imperfect. I mean how how kind is that to recognize that actually I'm perfectly incomplete, perfectly developing, perfectly figuring this out every day as I go. Um, but that in of itself is is, is perhaps a mode of perfection. All right. So, how can we then start to bridge our way and find a path between self and others? Well, this really was, in a number of ways, the main body of the conversation with Tigria. Apologies, Tigria. Apologies to you because I can't say your name today, Tigria Gardenia. And really, that conversation is about systems. There's another conversation that strongly references systems coming very soon. This is a whole school of thought, which has influenced me greatly. But the specific bridging term that I'm going to use here to move between self and others, or really link the two from from Tigria, was see yourself and others as wholes within whole systems. So I'm here now with you as a whole person. You are a whole person. I am a whole within the whole ecosystem that I'm in right now. The internal ecosystem in this room, this building, and then outside this building, and so on and so on. And so are you. And we are holes within this whole of our world, our planet, and how, of course, can we make each other ourselves and then that world better? And then to, you know, put it in a nutshell that Brendan Lowe very kindly did. We are infinitely connected beings. What a great, what a great just fact, (laughs) as stated by Brendan Lowe. It's actually harder to isolate and separate yourself. Like, just feel the effort that's been required to disconnect everybody over this last period of time. So, if that we know is hard. And has some positives yes but also lots of downsides and what we really need is to be connected well then how much can we lean into that connection and how much more goodness compounding amplifying goodness can come from really moving into that most deeply connected mode so as ronan said you know partners to amplify and one that really Poignantly came from Chris Andrew thinking about how-tos. And a lot of the conversation with Chris, which was very much about stories, but also about language, was broadening conversations and expanding language to connect with others. Not just speaking on their terms, but but sort of honoring where they're at and then using language and broadening conversations to allow you to move to them and them to you. And then finally, just sort of landing on emotion for a moment from mel you know connecting with others how to do that really spending time connecting with and reflecting on how people feel and what they experience when they are around you and of course around right now is a variable quantity right around maybe via a zoom call or a phone call or Something as benign as an SMS, it will be, and it can be, interpersonal, uh, and in groups. Of course, we'll get there. But you know, how did, how can you make someone feel, and what can someone experience, even just through a video call? I would contend quite a lot, and in experiences that I've had, some really powerful experiences can be gained, even through what appears to be a disconnected isolating mode like a video call but does not have to be if you can connect with emotion and through language and in a broadening expanded conversation so that's all i'll say for now on connection more to say at the end of the season i guarantee on to the final for now emergent theme So the third of our emergence themes from the first five conversations of season three, discomfort. If this already is inducing <laughs> some sort of, Oh, I'm not sure about this emotions. Just please bear with me. I hope to explore this compassionately um, and to navigate you briefly through a few moments of discomfort. And and I think really, I mean, the question with discomfort that I like to ask myself is how can I grow, expand, learn, develop through just enough discomfort, right? And it is a fine-tuned balance of how much discomfort is beneficial. We can talk about ice baths on another day. Um, but right now, let's talk about some of these conversations. So... There's been, I'm, I'm looking at my notes here There's been so many references Explicitly or not To discomfort That it's it just It's so compelling As a right here right now But also as a This is something that we're going to need to grapple with For a long time And I think the leaders that are going to excel The leaders that are going to thrive And enable others to do so They're going to really master That balance of discomfort So how are they going to do that? Again, let's start with Brendan Lowe. Brendan Lowe likes to challenge himself and be challenged to see different perspectives. Ronan likes to step off the preordained path and redefine success and really rest with the discomfort of what does that mean? And there's, 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 there's this, really fabulous approach that that Tegria has of of what she describes as quietening the mind and in doing so that enables her and potentially you maybe us to see what others cannot see because of filters of fear and I'm certainly going to get right into that in what I would like to offer up and contribute at the end of this season so bear with me and hang out for another six episodes before we get there. A little bit more to come on that in a minute. But this this is operative and this is salient and this this I think really is at the crux of a bit of the how to sit with discomfort again from Tigria. This fabulous question of hers is how flexible is the membrane of your context? So let's just just rest with that for a minute. So how flexible is the membrane of your context? So really let's yeah people love to nest in their context when their context is comfortable. When their context is uncomfortable, they try to shift it as rapidly as they can. But if you're prepared to sit with whatever your context is, but then be flexible in these, what Tegria refers as a membrane. I'm gonna, I like, I prefer parameters, perimeters, tolerances, you know, that exist at the boundaries of your context. H- how much flexibility you've got in there? H- how much, you know, expansion, contraction, you know, think of the concertino. All right, how much of that do you have? Because again, I think that's that's where discomfort lies. Right, it's in those boundaries. It's in and out. I'm in discomfort and I'm back to comfort. I'm in discomfort and back to comfort. Like, I think that really is the practice. That is the work. We're going to talk about maintenance of that. We're going to talk about rest very soon. Um, Not here, but in another conversation very soon. That's the skill. That's what resilience is that adaptability. That sustaining self-awareness. Oh, I've been in discomfort for too long. Back to comfort, just for long enough. Now I'm back in discomfort, just for long enough. We're going to talk about enough as well. And then, then a couple of yeah, maybe maybe preventative things that people have flagged. This whole idea of people really like the idea of change, but you you, you change first. <laughs> and I'll see how you go, and then I might maybe change after. After you've proven that it's it's a good idea. So that, that notion was was proposed by Ronan. And then how about a way to do this? By not telling, but just sharing what you're finding. Here, you know, I've been out there in discomfort land and this is what I found. Now that idea of sharing not telling and sharing what you've found, that comes from Chris Andrew. But that really resonated and resonated for me Referencing back to the conversation we had With Michael Bungistania Which was specifically about the right way To offer advice But not by telling, by sharing And then this was another really, really interesting one And again, I think there's a real You know, sort of range with this A a, a sort of a measure with this In that, well how about if the most effective response to fear is empathy and then finding the flow between curiosity and fear. So I think it's the curiosity that takes you to the edge of that comfort zone and into discomfort. And then it's the fear of that sustained discomfort that brings you back to comfort. So how can we bring empathy, self empathy, empathy for others into that discomfort zone and can that maybe help us stay there just a little bit longer each time and will that bring some new learning some new insight And then just a final one look and this one was from me but I kind of like it so I'm gonna repeat it here but there's a bit of a there's a bit of a construct I think societally, about celebrating discomfort as a leap and then really celebrating the landing. It's like, oh, there's the leap, you know, leap of faith, whatever it's described as. Wasn't that brave? And now look at what they've achieved as they've landed. We all love that. That's, That's the kind of the common story now. But what led to the leap? That's the bit that tends to be missing from the story at least in the sort of mainstream media version of the story. What led to the leap? Enough discomfort. At least that's my summation and simplified version right now. Enough discomfort will lead to the leap and sustain the landing. And here's where I would like to leave this. Again from Melina. Melina if you if you're holding some discomfort internally if you're nesting on something that doesn't feel right well this is what melina would suggest you do when you have an internal rumbling her word reflect and prepare for change So those are, the in review, the three emergent themes from the first half of season three, Better World Leaders. So what's coming next and what's coming soon? Quick summation, look ahead. Well, in the next five episodes, which are, I assure you, fabulous, and not because of anything that I'm doing, of course, we've got two female tech founders, a diversity and inclusion platform and a psychological safety platform. We have two MD slash CEOs, both confronting and challenging their archetypes and their roles as, perf- as transformative change makers, and a very progressive thought leader. And what I'm going to share at the very end, and as a kind of a wrap for the season, if you permit me, with your time and attention, I would like to share with you some of my transformational story a story that I've been holding, sharing elements of, sharing privately until very recently where I've kind of birthed this out into the world. Um, so it's something that I'm holding. I've enlisted the help, the support um, of a friend and colleague um, to hold space for me to navigate this story. Uh, so I will be sitting in the discomfort of that. So I won't say that I'm looking forward to sharing it with you, but um, but I will be sharing it nonetheless. And then coming soon, well, a number of things that I'm just going to try and put out there and let's see what happens. So certainly in the next season, I hope to be uh, embracing some collaborative promotion. So nothing paid, not doing that, not monetizing this platform. This is a community. But there are many other platforms and initiatives that are doing great work that I would like to endorse and advocate for on this platform. So from season four onwards, one per episode, you will find me doing exactly that. Essentially giving a bit of a hey, I suggest go take a look at. I'd also like to to open this space in some creative ways um, with a clubhouse and with some other spaces and, I hope, places as we get through our current COVID lockdown issues so that anyone that can and wants to um, can start to come together around this premise of Better World Leadership. Um, So some essentially some events coming soon. Um, And let's see, maybe a course. This is a learning journey, in case you hadn't figured it out. Um, And I think there are some things that I could offer up in terms of becoming better world leaders. Um, none of this for profit. Um, there will be some transaction of, of, of currency, but all of that will be for impact, not for me. This is not for me. This is for you, and this is for our world. Um, so stand by for that, and there is a concept for a book also. That will be a bit longer in the making. But those are the things that are coming. So I hope there's some excitement that you might be holding for some of that. There certainly is for me, as much as, of course, the trepidation of yeah, committing to things like that in a global public forum. But, hey, I've done it now. Um, so, as always, thank you for your time and attention. Thank you for everything that you do, for receiving these ideas. Um, thank you for everything that you can do by sharing this episode or any of the episodes that really resonate with you and that you can think of at least one person that you think would resonate also and you can send it on to them and really for everything that you are being and everything that you are already doing to make our world better keep up the great work i'll see you soon as always great thanks and appreciation to the team who contributed to bringing better world leaders to you To Brendan Ward for production of all audio recordings and composition and performance of original music throughout each episode. To Cooper and the team at Radio Hub Studios for technical support and creative guidance during the episodes that are recorded face-to-face. To Knock Knock Studios for website design, hosting and advice. And to Sarasa Design for logo and site graphics. You'll find audio and video recordings of this episode as well as links to any specific recommendations or related resources that were mentioned today in the podcast area of 4ileadership.com backslash insights. This is the Better World Leaders podcast brought to you by 4 Leadership.